previously on Dungeons and Dragons and Bears. Just, just a little bit longer now. It's it's very important. I said, Nubby, wait. I'm going to follow, but I don't know where we're at. And I don't know these woods, so. Glugkar, stay, stay uh, with the queen. Uh, there's a noise on the woods. I'm going to go investigate. I okay. struggle as much as I can. Like, I think it goes to my instincts and try to get to a tree, but I don't know if I make it. We are not here to harm you. We come with the queen. While they are saying all this to me, I'm like, I, to myself, I'm thinking like, I don't owe these people any answers. And I don't trust anyone from here, so. Maybe I'm just here. I was uh, looking for a person. I don't know. Who, I don't know. If, if this is the guy we're looking for, I'll go get him. Glugtor, put him in the carriage with the other one. And we'll talk when we get back. Welcome back to Dungeons and Dragons and Bears. Oh my, I am Patrick, your host and GM for this all-original 5th edition D&D uh, podcast. And with me we have... Caitlin. Diana Fire. Zavros. Glutor. And I'm Malden Brayfax. And so if you guys remember the last time uh, that we were playing... Um, Malden and Cadwin, you had just been knocked unconscious by the merciful divine of Soli and taken prisoner. So you would have been loaded up in uh, the carriage, and Diana, you would be in the the carriage with the, the queen, uh, and then Zavros and Glugtar, you'd be walking alongside. So is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about? Um, it's about two hours between where you were in the forest to get back to the castle. In the carriage with the Merciful Divine, Asker, I'm like, is uh, motioning over to Cade, is this the elf that you were searching for? Yes, he is. And I, I ask her about this other purple elf here to, to see if she knows anything. Do you know where he's from? Um, were you after him as well? I I was not originally after him, but there have been reports of strange, and I'm disconcerted by this strangeling's arrival. Um, why was why were you searching for this specific elf then? Oh, Cade has been um assigned to my royal army. Uh, he will be serving uh, a new faction that I plan on starting. But uh, it seems that maybe he was less than eager to join. Well, I, I'm here to help persuade uh, by any means necessary. Ugh, you're the best, Diana. Thanks, Mr. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Zavros uh, and Glugtar, you guys doing anything? Zebra is still facing forward, not really like looking over to the side, uh, very stony face. So it's great tackle back there. Thank you. Uh, I mentioned, do you think that we caught the guy, or we found the guy we were looking for? Do you think one of those two are the guys we were looking for? Only the great divines can tell us that. Okay. Um, so if you guys aren't going to have any other conversations, we'll just kind of flash forward to Cadwin. You wake up and you are in a bedroom that is very lavishly furnished. You've, you've kind of grown up in a little hut, right? In a small village. You could probably fit that entire hut within this room comfortably uh, and then have extra space, right? There's, you know, elaborate drapes on the bed, um, tons of pillows everywhere. And when you wake up, you notice to the side of the bed, the Merciful Divine is kind of sitting there at a little table, uh, and Diana is standing by her side. I, I jolt upright, like sitting straight up, and like I start scrambling towards the edge of the bed, away from them, and I where where am I? Oh, my dear Cade, you are home. Home? Yes, when I spoke with you the other day, I said that you would come and work for me, and that comes with certain luxuries. But what? I, I don't understand. I don't see what's not to understand. You work for me now, and you live here, and you will lead the newest faction of my army. I didn't think this was going to happen so soon. When did you think it was going to happen? 
You know we only have two months before the dark solstice happens, and we must make sure that the woods are safe. The dark... what? Cade, did your parents teach you nothing about religion? Uh, so then she goes on and starts talking about the upcoming solstice that is happening. So you would know that, uh, and Diana, you might be familiar with some of this, but maybe not all of it. Uh, so Sully, they worship um, kind of the moon. Uh, so lunar eclipses, the winter solstice, um, a lot like nighttime, those are a lot of their, their holy events. So the dark solstice is something that hasn't happened in about... 5,000 years, which is when the new moon is occurring on the same day as a solar eclipse, and it is also at the winter equinox. So it's like all of their holy events are kind of lining up uh, on the same day, and so they call it the dark solstice. Can't wait to summon the titans. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you done explaining all that? Yes. Is the queen done? Uh, yes, the queen is done. Okay. She's so done. She's... <laughs> Over it, officially. <laughs> Edwin is, is still, like, scanning the room, trying to figure out, you know, what he could use to protect himself and, like, ways out of the room. Is he still dressed in his same clothes, or has he been changed? You would be in the different clothing, but, like, the same type of clothes. Not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Right, so, like, because you were wearing just, like... Like leather armor and stuff like that, right? I think I had chainmail on, but yeah, basically like basic traveling. So you would be in like the same type of armor that you had, um, but it's all branded with like the Queen's royal seal. Like you're in the official military outfit. Okay. Would we have disposed of his old clothing then? Uh, no. Wow. Do I see anything in my old supplies around? Uh, you see kind of like a pile over in the corner. How far away is it to that pile? It's probably about 65, 70 feet away. That's a big-ass room. That's a motherfucking huge room. You're right. My cottage would fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> I roll percep- perception to see if I notice, like, his uneasiness. and. Okay. Well, like, to, to notice that he's getting the room, like, he's casing the joint, trying to look for a way out. Okay, roll it. Oh, no, I, I do not notice it. You I, are <laughs> Twitter-painted over here. I am. I'm, I'm taken. <laughs> um, Hashtag thirsty. I, Diana's still thinking about undressing you again. <laughs> I, I'm uneased by that. But uh, <laughs> I sprint. Like, I literally, like, leap and sprint towards full dash of 70 feet towards my clothes. Can I create an illusion to, like, put up a barrier around it? I mean, you can. If you interact with an illusion, it immediately dissipates. Yeah, but it's still in front of him, so if he sees something goes up, is he going to keep going towards it? I slide through it and keep on going. <laughs> like a wall. <laughs> so what, what like illusion I, are you going to cast? I, I was going to put the clothes in a chest. So, like, there's, like, the pile of clothes there, and then a chest will kind of disappear where the clothes were? Yeah. Cadwin, does that change what you're doing? I mean, is there a window near it? Uh, yes. There's, like, huge windows kind of throughout this room. Oh, I'm going for one of them. <laughs> if, if I see that spring up, I'm going to just go to the nearest one that's next to the chest. Okay. They don't open, though. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go through it. But then he okay. the direction he the was going to go to this window. So he's no longer sprinting for the clothes so we could get closer to him. Like, he's not going to get his gear. The, the, there's a window, like, not that far from, from the clothes. Uh, so, like, there's pretty much, like, windows lining the entire room. Like, huge, like, arched windows. I'm, I'm going to go try for one. Cool. Guess, Roll me gonna, like, a strength check to see if you can break through it. And that's how we lost Kate on episode oh, two. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna break through that. Eight. Eight. What is strength? What is strength again? Is it just it's a top? It's just uh, it's a top level main one. Oh, far left. 
That's a that's an eight. <laughs> you get up and you're like running, and all of a sudden your clothes look like they're contained in a chest, and you like run to go hit against the window, and you like jump with all of your force to try to to escape, and you just kind of thud up against it and fall down. <laughs> And with that, we are going to jump over to Malden. You are also waking up in a room, um, but you are in a little tiny prison cell uh, that is underground. Uh, It seems like it's underground. It's very like moldy and uh, mildewy. Uh, The ground is kind of damp. So there's nothing in your holding room except for like a small wooden bench and a small wooden bucket. But you also notice that you have a bunch of people kind of guarding over you, uh, which include the half-orc who tackled you, and the human monk, and then three additional elven soldiers who are, like, fully armed. So I had sleeping powder put on me. How long was I asleep? Um, that lasts for, like, around eight hours. So I would have gotten a long rest because elves only need four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely got a long rest. Okay. So I'm in a prison cell. Um, I am curled up in like a ball as small as I can get in the corner of the cell, watching everyone and everything, and very frightened. Uh, Glugtar and Zavros, are you doing anything? Zavros is meditating. But not like completely like out of his, like, not paying attention to anything meditating, but like just... Kind of focusing, thinning out, focusing his energies, but still very much paying attention to everything that's going on around him. Okay. Uh, Glugtar, what are you doing? Glugtar's got a beer. (laughs) (laughs) He's just chilling. He's flipping through some half-elf, half-orc porn. (laughs) (laughs) Orc on elf porn. Orc on orc. No. Okay, and then all of a sudden you see one of the elven soldiers that you're with uh, kind of put his hand up to his head and then kind of nods but isn't saying anything uh, and then just turns and say, you need to come with me. Uh, and he directs that to Malden. Am I not in a little prison cell? He's got a link pearl. You are, but he's telling you that you need to stand up and come with him. Um, I like try and shrink down into the corner even more. Like I'm not moving unless he's coming in to like grab me. I am terrified at this point. I'm saying my prayers because this is the end. You're never going. Well, he will. He will walk in and grab you then. Okay. Uh, and he's just gonna say about his ancestors in Celestial. (laughs) He's gonna say you don't. It's nothing wrong. The merciful divine has called for your appearance in her in her private chamber. And then he looks over at Glugtar and Zavros and says, "You too." We're coming with him. Okay. I'm I'm cool. going along because I'm not an idiot and I'm surrounded by people, but I am taking in every single thing that I see and looking for ways to escape as as I follow along. Cool. Uh, so while you're walking there, we're going to jump back over to Cade. So yeah. while you are regaining your consciousness after getting knocked out from the window. Uh, <laughs> Can we have tied him to the bed? <laughs> oh my god! Wow. This is going This is going someplace that I did not expect. I, I thought we'd get at least like this is the old four episodes in before the S&M started. This, this, um, this, we have the Dungeons and Dragons of Bears. This is the oh my part. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh my! No, that's me. Okay, so you're you're only out for like a second. Like it's not like you were napping, right? You kind of like briefly lost consciousness, and then you wake up, um, and you see the merciful divine kind of holding her head, and then kind of a very somber expression comes over her face, and then you see her quickly kind of hold her head again uh, and then look at you and Diana and say, there, there is an issue that we need to address. Please come and meet me in my, in my private chambers. Um, we must go there now. 
um, the others are going to come as well. So I'm not going anywhere near her. And I'm going to resist. I, I and also, since the, the thing bouncing off the window didn't work, uh, I'm going to go for, the, is the chest of my stuff still there? Yeah, as soon as, if you touch the chest, the chest is going to disappear. And all your stuff will still be there. Try to see if I can open it and then see my stuff. So is that like my my bow and arrow and all that stuff? Uh, the bow and arrow are not there. Just your clothing. Well, then that was a waste of time. And then I just like scatter through it and just like throw it to the ground. And just and then like, so so while this is happening, Diana, uh, the queen looks over at you and you hear her talking just in your mind. You see that her lip isn't moving, but she puts her hand kind of on her head uh, as you start hearing her voice. And she says, Diana, I need you to help me convince Cade to come help us. I, I have just received some very disturbing news out of Noviat that I need you uh, to take a small group of people to investigate. And I, I do believe that Cade must go with you. And that other I thing that it. we found. So I comply. Like, okay, I can do this. Bring it. Got <laughs> you, boo. So I'm. Uh, I start to look at Cade, and I'm, I'm sorry that your weapons are not here. We did not want to escalate the situation. <laughs> All that bad. <laughs> What are you gonna try to do? Um, <laughs> what are you gonna try to do? Um, I could I could send to have your things washed for you. I hope the clothing that we provided is comfortable. I don't need your clothing. <laughs> is there gonna be an altercation? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do. We have any guards outside of the room that I can? Oh yeah, there would definitely be two armed guards outside the room. Okay. So, I was not going to do our convincing of things throughout this campaign. I'm the worst. <laughs> Where do we have to go? Noviat. Yeah. Right, now we have to go to the so Noviat is like the border town, one of the border towns between uh, Soli and Kansaris. It's kind of like right at the foothills of the mountain uh, to the west of where you are. So has the queen left the room? No, the queen is still there. Judging you. Judging hard. So I just let him know that my dog and the guards are going to escort him to the queen's chamber. And we can either cooperate or we can escalate this. <laughs> um, you have no weapons or any way out, and it's myself and the guards. And I just, that we don't need them harming you, but if you force our hand, we will. Has her pickle up. Divine is both good cop and bad cop. <laughs> this, I concede. <laughs> and not like, not like, oh, I'm scared of her. Or like, I just fully understand the the situation and knowing that like the queen can step in at any time and like deal with stuff. So I just like quietly go, but I like don't look at anyone. Okay. Um, so you guys go Zavros and Glugtar and uh, Malden, as you guys are being escorted to the chambers, do you guys say anything to each other? Nope. <laughs> I'm quiet, but I'm, um, I'm within extreme close proximity of Malden, just in case he tries to both. So you guys all arrive into the, the Merciful Divine's private sitting room. Uh, it's not like super formal right she's not on her throne it's kind of like her private area where she only brings important guests right it's not like a a big show so there's really no audience and then the guards who are kind of escorting you there stay outside and the merciful divine greets all of you and, and she starts out by apologizing to both malden and Caitlin. can you I am... like describe the merciful merciful divine because i'm picturing moira rose <laughs> like we're in a room. There's a wall full of wigs. Oh they all have names. Like that's what I'm. She's picturing. she's kind of like Moira Rose a little bit, but like scarier. She's kind of intimidating. Uh, yeah. but she's definitely like 
very out of touch with like how common people live. Soli is not a, it would seem like very bizarre to you, Malde. <laughs> um, but Soli is not a very wealthy province. It's not a very wealthy country, um, but she definitely has a ton of wealth, right? And, and shows it. Uh, there's definitely like a disconnect between her and the average person. So she apologizes for perhaps the tactless way that, that I brought you to my castle. The Merciful Divine looks at you, Malden, and says, I am sorry, I know you must be very frightened to be here right now. And, and I know I didn't bring you here in probably the most tactful way. But you must understand, we've been getting reports from all over the country of strange creatures showing up in the woods and attacking people. I have never seen an elf that looks like you outside of fairy tales passed down from my grandmother. So I, I was not sure if you were a threat, but I've had my researchers doing some research and it does not appear that you are one of the creatures that have been attacking, but perhaps... Your appearance here is not disconnected from them. Tell me, boy, where are you from? I speak to her in Celestial and say, I just asked, do you understand what I'm saying? She responds back in Celestial and says, of course, my boy. So I'm going to have my entire conversation in Celestial because I'm still freaking the fuck out. And she appears to be in control, but I don't trust anyone else in this room. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say, uh, my name is Malden. I'm from a small village that sometimes phases in and out of Siftendil. And I was playing with my friend Nutty the Squirrel whenever we came across <laughs> you and all of your people. You... And I just want to go home back to my village. It should only be here for another day tops. Nutty's going to be worried. I would like, I, you I were... just want to go home. You were playing with a squirrel. <laughs> That's yeah, I can interesting. I can talk to I I I'm trying to learn some abilities to speak to animals and sometimes I can understand them. I wish that I could help you get home. I've only heard stories about villages such as yours. They they litter our our childhood stories and, and folklore that we tell kids. I never thought that they could be real, but your arrival here does coincide with something else that happened and, and perhaps they are connected. Now, when your town is here, does it move around while it's here or does it stay in the same place? Uh, so at this point, I would I would transition the conversation back to Common. Okay. Because um, I'm a little bit more at ease. And I would say our village pops up usually for two to three days every 15 or so of your years. And for those two to three days, it's in that same place. But the history of my village, it's never in the it, – it never appears in the same location. We just know that it happens to be on this, this island continent of Siftendil. When when did you arrive? An hour before you grabbed me. I told you I was playing with a squirrel. And he wanted to show mm. me something. And then I ran into all of you. And then you put me to sleep and put me in a dungeon. There, I, I was told that there were some atmospheric anomalies that occurred not too long before... I arrived in the woods. I'm afraid that I don't know if your village will still be there. But it coincides with something that must be related. Because the same anomalies that were happening in the woods outside of Merkwell were also happening over in Noviot. So I don't know if this will help, but I believe we might be able to get you home if you go to Noviot. But my village is always in the same place while it's here. I just want to go home. I, th I think it normally is, and I believe you, but things have been different lately, and something that we've never experienced occurred, and so I think it might have 
shifted. At this point, I don't believe her, but I basically just shut down. You okay. Know, uh, do you want to? I'm gonna roll a persuasion. No, because I don't see myself fighting my way out of this room. There's five other people. One of them is her, and then okay. the really scary half ogre. Uh, so she's going to be done uh, talking to you, and then she's going to kind of address the entire group and say, my, my apologies for my rudeness uh, in not addressing you earlier. I have a mission that I need my best people to go on. Diana, I believe I already briefed you about it slightly, but when you guys were in the woods shortly before, there was a disturbance in the atmosphere, and about a split second later, the same disturbance was was located outside of Noviat. And the guards on duty there in the, in the watchtower have not reported back. And as you know, I expect my guards to report back every, every two hours. And it's now been several missed reports. And I would like you guys to go check it out. And I believe this boy, uh, and she kind of uses her head to nod towards Malden, might help explain what's going on because the same atmospheric occurrence happened when he arrived. Will you guys go to Noviat for me? I just mumble. It's like, I'm scared and I'm ready to not be in this room. I'm ready to be back out in the woods. So this is a question for the DM. Uh, where is it located? This Noviat? So Noviat, it is to the... We're it's the, the city to the to the uh, west of Selm. So if you're like, and it might have been the one that was not labeled when I initially put it on online. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, I was like scanning all over this place, being like, "Where are we going?" Um, did Did you mention anything about like creatures? Um, yeah, so, and this would sound, I think, somewhat familiar to you, Cade, um, and, you, and you would at least be aware of these reports that, like, strange creatures and undead uh, have been, like, rising up uh, kind of more than normal and attacking small villages throughout Soli. Okay. So, Cade, when this entire time has been just, like, not looking at anyone scanning, but like at the same time scanning the room. But as you're talking and bringing up the fact that like more of these things are appearing, he's like, like deep down in his core, because he has such a hatred for the undead, he like is like compelled to listen to you. So you okay. have his attention. Are the rest of you doing anything? I mean, how much of this plan have I already known? Like you know just what you would have overheard uh, when she was uh, sending sending you the messages in Caden's bedroom. Okay, uh, I'm gonna tell her uh, I want to um, uh, budge. I want to check in with my commander to let him know that we uh, we did find the person we were looking for, and just to make sure he's good with me sticking around to. Uh, uh, do this. I volunteer to assist on this mission, um, my divine. Thank you, Zavros. <laughs> and of course, luck hard. <laughs> and she kind of writes you a note um, explaining what she needs you to do uh, for you to give to your commanding officer. All right. And then she looks kind of directly at you, Caitlin. Uh, and in your mind, you hear her talking, similar to when she was talking to Diana. Uh, you don't see her mouth moving, and she kind of puts her hand up to her head. She says, I hope you understand now why we need you. These monsters that you have shown a capacity to fight have becoming worse, oh, and Caitlin we need you. Visibly, visibly like, shut. shut. <laughs> 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 he is never, like, like, he is, like, falling out a little bit, like, like holy shit, what is, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know if the message was completely received, <laughs> and then she's going to pull out of her pocket two rings uh, and she's going to hand one to you Malden and then she's okay. going to look at it 
and uh, put it away and pull out another uh, ring that's kind of made out of uh, twine and like uh, vines and like leaves and stuff that's kind of been like sewn together or like weaved together. Um, and then she's going to hand a gold ring to you, Cadwin, um, and say, since you two are now going on a, on a special mission for me, it is of deep concern for me of your personal safety. Um, so please... The protection that I have from her? Yeah. Like, would I recognize yep. the ring? The, the gold one would be identical to yours. Uh, it would also be identical to the one that Zavros has. Uh, and then, so yours, uh, so they're both uh, rings of protection. So you can go ahead and add that to your characters if you want to. Yours is okay. just different because druids typically don't wear metal. So she yeah. had one that was not metal. I take the ring and I put it in my pocket. I don't put it on. Okay. And I say thank Cadwin, you. Cadwin, what do you do? Uh, I am kind of like just assessing how I can get out of this situation and so I slip the ring on just to like be appeasing okay so then um, she says I must take my leave Diana if you would be a dear and oversee them on this mission I would be greatly indebted to you. Do we have any intention on letting him return home once the mission is complete? You have no clue. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't say anything and I just look at her. I just look at you and say welcome. I feel like the haunting. Okay. Um, and so with that, the queen kind of just stands up and walks out of the room. I go try on her wigs. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. I do not do that. Okay. Um, does anybody want to do anything um, before you guys would leave? It's about a... Just like a two-hour hike to get to the next city. And is everyone coming I, I look around and do an intro, like, Hi guys, my name is Malden. Hi Malden. Hi Malden. And I'm, I just met Zavros. Like, Hi Zavi. I'm Diana. I You're the least scary person in this group. Year. I'm sorry we had to apprehend you like that. <clears throat> How's your neck? <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. I just stay quiet and, like, I find a window and start looking at it. I suggest we get on this mission as soon as possible, as long as these pleasantries are done. Mm, right. I agree. I'm ready to lead the way. I know where we're going. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys will uh, get your uh, so you find your bow. In uh, all of the weapons that uh, both Malden and uh, Kaden that you guys would have had, um, uh, the the Merciful Divine kind of has one of her uh, stewardesses kind of bring them in and hand them back to you. I asked the steward if there's any horses we can use. Um, they're gonna tell you no, uh, because getting through the woods on the way, uh, it would actually be faster by person. Because of how thick it is. Maybe I just want to go talk to the horses and see if they're treated okay. Where well, I mean, uh, yes, we have horses. We don't need horses for where we're going. <laughs> where we're going. We got, we yeah, got horses. Just, why does she not like animals? Very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I know you're trying right, to so. escape with a horse. <laughs> Alright, are we heading out now? We are. Okay. okay, so you guys are heading out. Zavros takes off his slippers and goes barefoot. Yeah, you do. Wow. How's that? So you wear your shoes in the house? Rude. 
so as you guys are walking, uh, I would say about the first hour uh, goes by, you know, pretty quickly. So if there's anything that you guys want to talk about on your journey, uh, you can do so. If not, we can just skip ahead. Tell us about your homework, Usul. Um, if they're asking about that, I'm just going to, like, <laughs> very, very basic stuff. Like, I'm from a small village. My my mom is the village healer, and my dad is a baker. Mention that your village pays as in and out. Yeah, what's that all about? It just does. Wow. It has for as long as... <laughs> I'm going to smash it with a rock. It has for as long as we've kept a record. Is there any other... Like, is your village part of a larger world, or is it just... It's just a different place. I didn't answer that. Is it like a different world, or is it just like it's one village? I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure this, this is made off of fringe. <laughs> alternate universe. We're gonna, there is we're gonna get sued. I mean, there, there is... When when I'm back home, my village is not limited to just the village. I can leave it to go to the forests, and there are other villages, but not is my it, village. No, so does your village phase in and out of other planes? We've only ever come to Sifton Dill. Well, your village sounds lovely. Thanks, it is. I want to go back. Soon. Maybe we should go there now. Is it so, on the way? It is not on the way. While everyone's talking, Edwin is like looking through the forest, seeing if there's any markings of any beasts that I know of or that I've experienced since that's kind of the mission that we're going on. I'm trying to see if there's anything on the road, any piles, anything like that. Cool. Roll me an investigation check. Ooh, investigation. Pick a dice. You picked a good one. 18 plus. So 20. So you don't see anything um, kind of related to the undead, um, but you do see a bunch of kind of footprints and markings that would indicate that there is a bear and wolves kind of traveling together in a pack, which would not be normal. That is not normal. You left the group now? No. Great. (laughs) Um, so everybody, there- go ahead and roll me a perception check. Uh, Cadwin, you can get you get advantage on this perception. Okay. Six for Diana Fire. Twenty-one. Uh, Matt, twenty. Twelve. You uh, see everything. Perception. Twenty. Twenty-one for Uh Fourteen. Okay. Um. So. You guys notice, and, and I had set this at pretty low, it was only a, a 12. Um, so as you're walking through the woods, uh, you kind of see three sets of eyes kind of glaring at you from the darkness. Uh, but they don't look like normal eyes. They're kind of uh, pure black uh, with like a soft purple glow emitting from them. And then out from the woods steps uh, two wolves and a black bear kind of in between the two of them. And let's go ahead and roll some initiatives. Alright. God damn it. The 12 for Zavros. A 16 for Cadwin. 13, uh, Glacar. 4 for Diana Fire. Can He's talk, coming. Can you, yeah, talk can, to these, can you talk to these animals? Probably. Oh, bear and two wolves. Uh, what are we doing? Just initiative? Yeah. yeah. 12. Yeah. Uh, what's your initiative bonus? My initiative is three. My initiative is three. Mine is one. One. Two. Okay. But I mean, I rolled it more. So. <laughs> I think it's probably more for me and Gary. So did the animals come out right away? Because once I saw the eyes, I would have thrown up detect magic. Uh, you see that like as they're coming out. Oh, uh, there's the casting time. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Okay, right. uh, Cadwin, you are up. Do so from my time when the wolf in the woods, like I've seen a many a bear, I've seen a many a a wolf. Do I get like a sense that they, you said their eyes were weird? Can you can I like perceive what's going on with their eyes? Yeah, so they don't. It doesn't really look like they have any eyeballs. 
Um, oh. There's kind of like a black void with like a soft purple light uh, kind of glowing from the outside and kind of swirling through the middle. Okay, so once I notice that, I'm shooting an arrow straight for one of the wolves. I don't like okay. the animals. They sound like they're possessed, though. Well, you don't know that. I I was the only one who really picked up on it. Okay. But uh, but um, uh, but Malden uh, would be able to detect the same thing, right? These are not normal. I think you may have missed that bit that they don't have any eyes. Yeah. Like in their kind of sockets with like glowing purple lights coming out of them, and I still am not going to initially attack an animal until I know it's hostile. Oh, cool. Okay. They're um, clearly a hostile. So, Caitlin, so, you're gonna attack the closest wolf to you. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, how how close is the closest wolf to me? I should see it because I'm a ranged weapon. Yeah. So they're still about 20 feet away from the group, uh, and they're okay. approaching you from. So if you guys were kind of walking in a straight line, they'd be approaching you from your right hand side, uh, kind of from like the right hand side, but kind of in front of you guys. So, like, they're approaching, and the bear's in the middle of the two wolves. So, Cadwin will take ten steps back so I don't have disadvantage, and uh, I'm going to shoot one in the face. Okay. That is a 18 to hit. That will hit. All right, and so that is a 1d8. That's 8 plus 3, so 11. 11 points of damage. Cool, and that wolf uh, just kind of falls over and collapses. Uh, and then, uh, so as the arrow sinks in and the wolf falls to the ground, it kind of mists away. I'm going to turn to the rest of the group and say, these aren't normal. I've seen them before. They're here to kill us. <laughs> Did you use any kind of special arrow? I just shot it with an arrow. When you say fade so, away, do you get the sense that it died or that it dissipated? Is it gone? Yeah. You get the sense that it died. But that maybe it's something that's not fully natural. Well, you, you've killed them before, I assume. Yeah, it did. So the second wolf is going to lunge at Cadewind. He's going to run forward and lunge at you. Bring it, bitch! Does a... Probably. 22 hit your AC. No. <laughs> Shockingly, nope. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, Glugtar, you are up. Alright. Am I close enough to hit the wolf with my longsword? You could move up and be close enough. I will do that. No, a 22 definitely hits your AC. You have a 17. Uh, we thought you just oh, said two. All, 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 we heard, all we heard was two. Two. Yeah. My bad. Oh no, I was like, how does a 22 not hit you? <laughs> yeah. We only heard a 2. We, we, we thought you were being funny. Like, yeah. Does a 2 hit you? No. 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 If it's a 22, it definitely hits me. I was like, uh, what kind of armor do you have? <laughs> really strong. Um, I left things. What was that cloak that I had? He has like the cloak of illusions. Uh, so you take 7 points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. Oh, I'm real good at that. Um, that's a 14. Okay, uh, you're fine. It was trying to, to knock you prone, but it did not. Uh, but you do take seven points of your How do you look? I mean, I've been better. Like, you much better. And Glugtar, you are up. All right, I'm going to go run over to the wolf. Uh, 17 hit. That will hit. All right. Uh, and hit for uh, seven. Okay. Uh, as you hit it, uh, you see that it does a lot of damage, uh, and this kind of purplish blood starts kind of oozing out from it before misting away. But it is still up. Still up. Okay. And Zaphros, you are up. How close is uh, the wolf to me? I didn't know. Like, pretty, pretty exact. Uh, it would be close. It's on me. So would I need to move to hit it? Um, where where were you guys like? Where were you walking in relationship to Cadwin? I would assume that um, at least one of us was in front. Yeah, I would be. I'll say I was in front. And I was okay, and I was in the back. Uh, so I so I moved the ten feet, the wolf, and I do a one-handed uh, bow attack. 
Okay. Uh, net 20. Hey! <laughs> nice. But, uh, that's a, that doubles my attack, right? Uh, 10. That will kill it. And how far away is the uh, bear? The bear is probably about 25 feet away from me. 5 feet? Ooh, damn. Yeah, 25. Feet. Level 1. Wow. The fuck? <laughs> So I'm gonna move five feet, so that's a total of fifteen <laughs> feet by view so far. And I'm gonna use my bonus action to do an unarmed attack. That's right, you okay. punched that thing to death. Uh ten. That is a myth. Alright, uh and then I'm going to move back behind um Glugtar. Come out of the way. And because of my mobile feet, he cannot uh uh, he can, he cannot opportunity attack me. How are you like? Are okay. You <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. Monks are pretty sweet. <laughs> so when um, Glugtar hit it with his sword, you said it was like weird purplish blood on his sword. Yeah, the the wolf when he hit the wolf, it was like this purplish blood that then misted away. Yeah. Yeah. Did the blood disappear whenever that wolf died? Uh, it disappeared before the wolf died. The blood did? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, no, never mind. Okay. Um, then... I am just going to cast Thorn Whip on the bear. Okay. So that is... 18. That will hit. Um, and five damage. Okay. Uh, so after you cast that kind of a giant thorny vine up out of the ground and it hits the bear, then you see some of that blood oozing out of it as well. And it is the bear's turn. Uh, and he is going to run forward and make his first attack at Malden. This is his bite attack. Natty 20. Soon, you guys. <laughs> that toad hits. Toads. <laughs> toad hits. In the uh, That'll be nine that'll piercing be nine damage. Cool. <laughs> um, we left without like. Are you still? Are you still up? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, with his other oh, attack, his other he's gonna attack take its claw. Uh, at me. Kind of. No, and it's going to no, return the strike that Zavros tried to attack him with. Don't forget, I'm not, the, not right next to him. But he, he had to, like, move forward. Are you next to... I, I, I retreated behind Glugtar. He's behind me, and I've got an opportunity. If he moves away from me, I get one, too. Yeah, yeah so he would move away from you. Uh, but he would still be within attack of Glugtar. Oh. So you can take an opportunity take attack. Opportunity attack. Me? Yeah. Patrick? Malden yeah. can? Malden gets an opportunity attack. Who does? We keep, miss, we keep, we, we keep missing who? <laughs> I rolled a 20. Yay. That oh, definitely hit. With your shalala. Boy. Um, and seven with the quarterstaff. Okay, uh, you kind of uh, pound the bear, and it is still up, and it goes and it bites at Davros, uh, but you're kind of able to dodge it, and he misses you. And Diana, it is your turn. Oh my god, I get to do something. You should cast Cure. Yeah, you should calm, cure some Cure. Calm down, calm down. So I'm going to walk over to, <laughs> to, to, to Cade. <laughs> And I'm going to use my Cure Wounds, which is a touch. And while I'm curing him, I'm just going to thank him for helping us. Helping us okay. get us through this journey. Because he's just so apprehensive all the time. Oh, wait, Cade why am I is, doing that? He's super ans- apprehensive. <laughs> Rolling to make sure you touch me. <laughs> <laughs> so I heal you six. Oh, yes. I, I, and Cadewin, it is your turn. It's my turn? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to... And I'm like, finish this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to like look at her and like... 
And then shoot the bear with an arrow. Okay. It's 21. <laughs> that hits. Okay. So that was for six damage. Nice. And so uh, you kind of get up feeling a little more rejuvenated after Diana healed you a little bit. And you just pull your bow back, sink an arrow right in between the eyes of this bear. Uh, and the bear collapses to the ground and then kind of dissolves like the wolves did. Luther. Congratulations, you guys beat your first, your first battle. Catch the smoke. Uh, so what would you guys like to do? I turned to Kate and asked, what was that? What was that? So... I'm just casting Cure Wounds on myself, because I have one hit point. Um, so... How many did you heal? Enough. Enough? Enough. Wow. So, <laughs> I had tracked some uh, undead that had been running... Well, at that time, I didn't know what they were, but they were just leaving piles of corpses around of different beasts and humans. And finally, they attacked my home, and it turned out to be a group of a dwarf, a, a human, and an elf, but they all had this purple glow in their eye, and they were really, really difficult to kill. It actually knocked me out. Hey, how much XP did we get from that fight? Oh, yeah. I think we're doing mild though, right? Yeah. Oh, we're doing- we are going to do milestone. Milestone. Uh, I was told XP. I was told XP. So originally we were going to do XP. You would have gotten 200 from that. Which 200 would not have been enough to advance you to the next level anyway. <laughs> no, but it would be two-thirds of the way there. Yeah. Yes. One of you will. That's going to become an actual druid. <laughs> okay, so you guys made it through your first official fight. I had to make it against a bear. I felt like it was only fitting for the podcast. <laughs> this one wasn't my initial plan, but I was like, I need to do it. I need to have them fight a bear. Ghost bears. Uh, and so we will call it uh, for this week's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Yay! Yay. Yay. Do, 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 do.